0: Hey, this is Charlotte Barrett, and here's my story I'm sharing on the Trep Life podcast. Let's stay connected and make sure that you follow me over on social media by either typing in Charlotte Barrett or One Less Dress Connect. I hope my experiences inspire you. And remember, guys, dreams over doubt, focus over frustration. I am a speaker, I am an author, I am a mumpreneur, and I practice empowerment. Peace and purpose on your journey, guys. Welcome to the Trep Life Podcast. We will dive into the immersive worlds of entrepreneurship, empowerment, and empathy with an emphasis of hip-hop culture. All of these concepts will be dissected and connected via a historic lens, so prepare for an engaging transformation. Just a friendly reminder, if you are experiencing value and insight from Trep Life, support the movement by liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. You are instrumental in our impact and influence on the world. Reviews are greatly appreciated because they help the podcast grow. Here at Treplife, Life, we wish you peace and vision on your journey. Yes. Yeah. We'll I'm not sure what happened. Never mind.
1: Can we give a Saturday sigh? Of-
0: yes. <laughs>
1: anchor, anchor is glitchy. They. Oh, I'm going to start sending in some uh, emails.
0: Yeah, no, send comments. I need to know. Is it because it's the app?
1: It's the app, yeah. Mm-hmm. It. I, I, I have my theories about it. Um, this is my first time. So mm-hmm. uh, a month ago, Yeah. it actually wasn't worked for like
0: three weeks at all. Wait, I couldn't even connect. Weeks. Was that for... Did... Is there a forum? Was that for a lot of people or just a few people? Ev- oh my god. Oh that's not good service. Yeah, and then the,
1: No, 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 no. It was horrible. Email that really yeah.
0: was even worse. Oh my It was god. like
1: we recommend third-party options. What? what they said that no, they never. Yeah, they did. I'm gonna send it <laughs> to you. <laughs> I'll send it to you when we get done with the episode.
0: Yeah. I've never had that in my life. I've never had a business <laughs> oh that's not good and that's the thing a lot of people have got their work and stuff on here it's not
1: <laughs> yeah like so I, I i have i have like on the back end like i i think i have mm-hmm. 10 episodes
0: Oh waiting to be queued up
1: yeah waiting to be up so um mm-hmm. i was okay but will that record differently yeah because i was i was in at at adv- one point i was doing like four episodes a day oh my gosh wow so, yeah, intense. you know, I have a goal. I'm trying to hit 50 episodes by October, yeah. so I need yeah. the content, you know? Yeah. And And, um, yeah, it, it just kind of put a damper on things. Like, I had to schedule a lot of episodes. Yeah. I couldn't tell initially how we couldn't connect.
0: Yeah, it yeah. It was a
1: little delayed because of
0: that. Yeah. Because that is not great at all. And I can't believe they said look up... at... <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs>
1: look at third-party options for recording. Like, what? This is not good It's way. like your claim to fame is that you're a one-shop all entry-level podcast. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's not really... Good if they're telling you to use other things and integrate it. So, um, I think yeah. there's work to be done, yeah. I, and I, there's a lot of things
1: I don't about the app, like, I feel mm. like so much better than what it is. Mm. I, I see the potential with it, yeah, because it's like the, uh, I think the audio is so much better because Spotify owns it, um, that we should have more spots in terms of adding like special effects, things like that. So, there's a lot more I could do with it, and I'm not sure why they aren't. Charlotte, hey, are you there? I almost hung up. I'm so happy I didn't. oh again for like...
0: I wonder, is it if you're on for a period of time, maybe? I don't know. No, we've only been on for four minutes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what it is, then
1: I don't... <laughs> Throw the whole app away, right? <laughs> exactly. Two minute podcast.
0: That's it. You're not providing any value. You're not even getting your
1: intro, man.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Well, hopefully it works. I don't know if yeah. you can put them together if it cuts out halfway. Yeah,
1: through. yeah. I'll figure I'll, I'll out. um So again, what I was telling you before about the uh, British, accent. The British accent. Yeah. So you want a good laugh? Check that.
0: I, I am. I'm going to listen after because I find that hilarious. It, <laughs> it must have made a good episode. And so I
1: had. Um, uh, the host of the Black History uh, Black History Buff uh, podcast on like the day that or day after I released mm-hmm. the uh, released the uh, okay. episode with Billy Porter, right? Mm-hmm. So I was telling him about how I tried an accent, and at the end of the conversation, I was confident again. <laughs> Did it come back? So I was like, "Yeah, it was bloody rubbish," <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, so." Uh... <laughs> it was great talking with you.
0: <laughs> great talking, mate. Uh, <laughs> <Isn't> that, <what? laughs> that is funny. Like, well, you've got the mate right bit. That's quite London-y.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was telling him how I'm obsessed with that show, Top Boy.
0: Oh, did you watch the new one yesterday? It's coming. From-
1: yeah, it came out. I would actually I've been a little remiss, and I had I hadn't re-binged mm-hmm. the uh first, yep. the the original series, yeah, or yeah. seasons one, one and two, rather. For, they call them, they call it season series K. Yeah, yeah,
0: every day yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. for those
1: of you that don't know, yes. you know, I'm, yeah. I'm real. I'm like Drake. You know, I'm really down with the <laughs> East Londoner.
0: Like an honorary Britain, so you can do yeah. in yeah. him. he he done uh, it's really good. I was watching, I haven't finished it all, but I binge watched a few episodes yesterday. But um it's it's up leveled. I've seen like where they bring him to Jamaica and stuff and at the beginning the story was yeah. it was really James
1: in Jamaica, yeah. That's what I yeah. saw on the couch. Uh, yeah. I, I think I might only watch like the first episode in one, maybe like the premiere and the season finale or um one and two, or one and two, yep. and then I'll binge um this and then I okay. might binge. It again I was upset
0: <laughs> you have to watch this one they've really like the story is done really well I haven't got through the end but it, like I watched about three or four and I, it was really good it's a bit different but it's still you see how the characters come back so yeah you'll enjoy it yeah we'll definitely talk about it yeah. so Charlotte
1: about yourself give us the intro who is Charlotte Barrett?
0: okay so here's Charlotte Barrett um I am an entrepreneur at heart I always say I think he to cut my blood entrepreneurism would definitely see power Um, Love that I love what I do, I'm very passionate about it and for me it's being able to help people see that they have the potential to have so much more if that's what they desire. Um, Aside from that, I'm also a mum. I've just recently had a newborn. She's uh, 10 weeks now um, and I have an older daughter that's 10. I am passionate about helping, as I said, people feel their potential and also very much so females as well. I work with a lot of females um, just to help them realise their potential. And I do some speaking and workshops and I am an avid learner of life as well, consistently learning and uplifting in myself so that i can give the best to those around so let's start
1: with the learning process for learning like what's your learning style what resources
0: okay so for me i have a personality that can be a bit addictive <laughs> when i choose to grasp onto it so um some days i and we all go through different periods at the moment i'm on another great level and i'm binge learning so just as you binge next Netflix as we mm-hmm. talked about I listen to about numerous audios I will read um, I will attend events seminars be in programs mastermind. so for me those are the main resources and at any one time I always have to make sure I'm at least listening to some sort of training audio or a book at least a day um, I use that because that helps me continuously up level myself which for me um, a passion of mine is just to become a master in what I'm doing and then on top of it then I have to then teach it for me to learn and really uh, for the information to be embedded it works as if I can teach it pretty much sooner uh, as soon as possible and I do that with my community with my clients even sometimes with my daughter even though she doesn't always want to hear it so that's my process for learning it is it's taking the knowledge and then implementing it and teaching it as well it's awesome so
1: i always say that i am a uh grad of youtube university yes yes like no. university as well <laughs> you know you probably have your PA
0: university you know <laughs> going doing deep dives all the time the rabbit hole yeah, yes yes most definitely and i think um we can get there's so much information out there if you choose to want it and one of the things i do believe is that when the student is ready that famous quote you know the teacher will always appear so you will be looking for something you need that knowledge it will appear once you're ready and that's how sometimes you can get lost down that rabbit hole but the information's there if we need it and it doesn't have to cost anything either because like
1: I've learned a lot in my entrepreneurial um journey my entrepreneur journey mm-hmm. but uh I'm still learning so much like I never really had a head for or had too much not an extensive knowledge of business credit and mm-hmm. how to go about it mm-hmm. but I started talking um like started following Following well round in mm-hmm. his books, and then um, we had a guest on Sierra Nicole, mm-hmm. and she does a a, po- a lot of business consult consultations about building business credit. So mm-hmm. those are aspects of, and I would consider myself well round, um, you know, yeah. entrepreneur, right, a business per- mind. Mm-hmm. But those were elements that I was missing that I could add to my arsenal. So I, That's really cool. how uh, You're focusing so much
0: on learning. Oh yeah, no, most definitely. I always think that um, what I say much is like life is like a video game every time you have finished one level you do and you appear to the next level there's more to learn so we always have to be learning wherever we are if we're constantly wanting to up level and grow but there's always learning to do so
1: what is like your favorite thing to learn right now currently
0: okay so for me um i'm geeking out on marketing at the moment um, mm. and I really am uh, so for me marketing that's what my actual degree was in when I went to university um, so I've always had a love for marketing and it's something I will teach and implement but there's so much strategies that are constantly coming out especially within the online world which is where I teach to people to build the majority of their businesses and myself so just geeking out on marketing at the moment following the industry leaders and looking at the new changes and things that are coming in that can really help those that want to build their businesses grow for me it's really interesting interesting just to see and test different techniques as well but marketing is my thing at the moment I definitely have to say that yeah marketing um
1: has always been my strong suit that's Mm. my uh, mainly my background now I'm more uh finance Mm -hmm. but at the same time um you know have you ever had it where you kind of hit like a roadblock with marketing like you almost feel drained by it or has it always been you've always been able to find that passion to connect with it
0: oh well definitely sometimes it can be overwhelming and there's points where you know I will go back to doing something else so as you mentioned finance for a little while um everything I was listening to was about money wealth building you know finance yeah. automating things so that could build looking at different accounts so I had that stage as well but um I do always go back to marketing and if when i I've got particular plans in place sometimes I will leave it and go back It can often get distracted like that shiny object syndrome because there's so much marketing techniques out there there's a lot of different marketing things you can do and it can get overwhelming so when I do have those stages with various parts aspects of the business I will sometimes give it a break because there's a system in place to make sure it's still being maintained because I understand it's a fundamental part and then I will get on something and that I enjoy, but I do always reconnect back with marketing. I think that's one of my um, passions as well.
1: Um, so tell us, bring us through like your background. Who were you as a kid? Who were you in high school, even college? <laughs>
0: okay, so as I said in the introduction, I always believe that life um, entrepreneurship it was in my blood. So from a young age, my dad um, has always had a company. So I saw him have his company. Um, I saw my mum do entrepreneurial things as well. She used to um, send bridal stuff this was when I was really young back to the Caribbean and so things like that my dad had a contract cleaning company with um large housing association companies over here so I saw that and I was able to um, see that business was possible. So from an early age, around um, my early teenage years, I started to get involved with my dad's company. That was just when the whole computers and things were coming into play and um, that wasn't his forte. So I used to be the one that used to produce the invoices for him for his company to send them out and he would give me money. I was always the one that wanted to get involved in that way and then I started to get um, jobs quite early. For me, if I think back to uh, childhood, I as always proclaimed I was going to be a millionaire by like the age of 21 it didn't quite ha- hasn't happened yet so I still am working on that goal but it's always been a- I thought it was you're going to be a it. billionaire Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. It's, it's stepped up now isn't it billionaire <laughs> So um, that has always been such a massive ambition. And it was just, I think, around the love of seeing, being able to create something and being able to be in control of your destiny. And I think that's because of, um, as a family, I talk about this sometimes, when I was quite young, we lived in an area that was uh, very racist. And because of the stuff that we went through as a family, we had to be moved for our own safety. I always felt that um, in future life, I wanted to be in control of my destiny. And I knew business was a way to do that. And I think that was a sort of healing mechanism out of what happened to us as a family, um, having to move and our life being threatened because of the colour of our skin. So I think business always, for me, seemed that was the, that was going to be the thing that would um, keep me in control of my destiny. And then as I've moved on later on by about 17, 18, I decided I wanted to set up a production and promotion company and um, I remember doing a creating a business plan doing a pitch and going to my mum she said if I wanted the money I had to do it properly create a business plan I did and she um, gave me and one of my business partners at the time some money to start up this business and I was heavily influenced, that was a time around when Missy Elliott and everything Puff Daddy was around and I thought Yeah, I love that era Yeah, exactly, remember it's very inspiring saying oh, they were promoting, they were doing this, they were doing productions, promotions." So I think that's where that inspiration came from And know, had- they had the whites on <laughs> and the videos Yeah, the- exactly, exactly, that it was good times, you think back, very pioneering as well, so um that inspired me to then set up that production and promotion company had a few eyes did a few um events in london at clubs and stuff as well and then um it came time for university and i went off to uni and uh, did my marketing and communications degree and once i finished that i decided actually i didn't want to go off and get a full-time job i wanted to go into business so i did start again very early and that's why i said it's all business has always been a part of my lifestyle I left that, I um, finished university and then set up my own Caribbean restaurant and catering company. And I did that for five years, had staff, built team, got the premises and stuff. And it was a massive, massive learning experience. And um, I'll never forget that. That time and period and frame because it just shows me when anyone wants to jump into an industry, even if you know nothing about it, you can, it's either sink or swim. And sometimes right. that's the best way to learn. And that was, yeah, me. So Absolutely. Kind of, yeah. So, yeah. And then following on from that, did that for a while. And then, uh, fast forward up to, I think, about my 30th birthday. I'm now 35. I had an epiphany and I was like, okay, actually, I haven't reached my millionaire goal yet. I, um, because I've been lured back into corporate a bit as well, doing project management. Management. and I said okay I need to get back on this business business is what is going to again I need to be in control of my destiny and I'd had my first child then and then um dabbled a bit in network marketing then I think everyone has a probably dabbles a little bit in Emma and then um yeah. went on to create my events management company one less Stress connect with my business partner that was doing really really well but it evolved um over a period of time as people kept on asking us how do you do businesses set up businesses and it's to what it is now which is a business growth agency and i believe now is what i'm doing um is what i'm meant to be doing here on this earth and that's helping people set up businesses start them up and really empowering them to be the best they can be And that's just a quick run through of my um run up up to where i am at this point so i have
1: one statement i want to make and yeah. i want your reaction to it and then mm-hmm. i have a question for you mm-hmm. okay Tough Daddy, Sean, Diddy Kong, best pitch man of all time.
0: Best pitch man, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, in terms of how the multiple businesses, what he's done, how he's been able to portray and change his um, identity. Yeah yeah um, maybe not of all time but I do think he's learned he knows how to reinvent himself really does and he's he's been able to transition I know me and you talked about transition he is very very like that is someone that's transitioned throughout the stages throughout the years and he is doing fabulously well you can't deny it. he's ventured into so many different territories of business it's it's amazing what he's achieved
1: and so that relates back to my question I have for you, is when you're de- working with multiple different businesses and business owners, do you still feel that sense of that you're infiltrating industries and learning them in multiple industries across the spectrum?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Each industry does ha- all has its differences. And for me, that's what's exciting to keep learning about different industries. But I do believe the business principles are the same. And I right. think that, that you, the skills are transparent so and that's why you can someone like p diddy can once he's mastered his craft he can really try he can go into the industry just like jay-z and they can still kill it and dominate it because they've got these transferable skills so yes the industries will have its differences will have its key players etc but once you've got that finer of knowing and um, that basically you're going to solve a problem it, those skills are transferable and as you pick them up along the way you master them you know each time and become better and better and that's what i think like that have done as well
1: i think once you have the transferable skills you have you know yourself you're a master of yourself you know you have your business principles that then and then you have a willingness to learn and study an industry you can go into any industry with those you know so and I think people don't understand that and that's what holds people
0: back yeah no absolutely I think as you said once you've got them and then you're willing to keep on learning you can and that's why you know you've got successful businessmen um and they've gone into different industries you just have to know who you need in your team within that industry you've got your strengths and weaknesses and then you build up your team to leverage that industry but definitely businesses work the same pretty much whatever you're doing
1: so with your businesses now, you work primarily or exclusively, correct?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, primarily, we do t- um work with women the majority of the time, but we still have some male clients that we've worked with before and come back and um I still do as well. It's just that females is where my passion is. But yeah, I do love working males because actually they're quite, logical and i can just say this and this and this um so yeah
1: do you find um that sometimes working with males that it can like become more of like a romantic thing or how, how do you like doubt that
0: um well the males that we work with they're pretty much stay are focused they know what they want to do um, right. and for me once enter client relationship it's like okay we're getting this 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 and done um these are goals these are targets this is how we're gonna do it and so far the right people have been attracted to um you know investing and working on that way and it hasn't been a problem and I think it's also about understanding the boundaries and setting the boundaries out clearly and that's something I really have great. yeah yeah what yeah what you've got to keep on improving that and I think it's hard for people in general but once you know your boundaries make that clear less confusion happens I- I agree, um,
1: you know, and it's, I, I think that, you know, personally, I prefer to work with women than I, uh, men, and that's kind of been the way for a while, but probably even more so recently, <laughs> and it's just to, like, focus, and, you know, people ask me sometimes like oh don't think about it i'm like no because we're focused on the project you're, yes. when you're focused on a project you're focused on a vision yes. all that other stuff doesn't matter but it's it's when you're dealing with people who are kind of not sure about goals. yeah i think is when you have problems
0: absolutely and that's why from the offset you have to get things the clarity just needs to be there this is what we're doing this is how we're gonna do it we'll be spending x amount of hours and that's it absolutely
1: so i know loads of bull uh, see i tried to slip into doing an accent there i'm gonna stop <laughs> I know loads of people who want to work with you um, so how to like the ones that you want to work with.
0: Okay so I usually always have a pre-call before I enter any working relationship and that is really good to establish as well as they um, may be checking out me out to see if I'm the right person coach consultant to work with them I like to see if we've got a right fit and there's a lot for me around energy and just having a conversation just like how we've had our conversations I feel we're on the same vibe you can pick up energies when you're um yeah. Speaking to people, and for me, I have learned to follow my instincts a lot more. And there are some kinds of some people that haven't been the right fit, and then I've just signposted them. Um, and if, like, I've established, especially now I've got a young baby, my clients have to sort of understand that I'm maybe not always as as accessible as maybe before I was. So it's making sure that I'm working with the right people. And that's just three few questions questions. I said just picking up on energy and following my intuition and saying yes, we're going to have an amazing relationship working together or not, because it's gonna it's always for me a co-creation and we have to be able to get on if we're going to create something amazing in terms of business wise it is you know it's a joint collaboration it has to be balanced
1: most definitely so throughout your uh, experiences your journey as an entrepreneur you've had business partners right and pretty much every endeavor Um, yeah had?
0: most most, most? okay a few not the restaurant hadn't um a few not but mostly yeah so for the ones that
1: so I kind of have questions here what made you decide to take on partners for the ones that you did and mm-hmm. then for the projects that you did not have a partner, remain kind of solo for those ventures hello
0: hello Charlotte are you still able to hear me Pete I, you were out for uh, okay. I'll uh, go back to the beginning of the question so for me um more recently I've started doing a lot of personality test and I've understood that actually I work best with a team so I'm quite a creative person and I like to call myself the starter and usually a business partner or a team helps uh, usually the finisher and that's happened sort of accidentally but I now know that's my strategic um, way of enhancing and growing my business but before I think it just worked out that I've always been a person that drew people around me anyway people um, naturally would like come to me or want to be involved in what I'm doing and that's how that sort of happened in terms of having business partners and but now I know moving forward any have a business venture I go into that's the best way to work for me and um, having people to support the vision and things that I have or creative projects I want to put in place Um in terms of having of having businesses where I've done that solo I actually found that I didn't enjoy it as much but I do understand the business partnership process isn't I've been quite lucky that I've never had any major fallouts I've spoke to a lot of people in the industry who've had business partners and the relationships turn out terribly but for me I think that it's really important that when you do go into business partnership you understand the ethics and morals initially of your business partner and you also know them a bit and you have clear again going back to boundaries you have clear boundaries taking place so my current business partner at the moment I've known her since we've been I think i parents said since we've been around six but we became friends again um going through to high school and college um so I knew that this was someone that I could enter business relationship with someone that I could be honest we can have honest conversations and even though we'd known each other for a long time we still have contracts in place we still have clear job roles, who's doing what. And I think that's always important when you're working with a business partner or a team.
1: I, I wholeheartedly agree with that so what are your core values
0: so for me core values and I think my core values transcribing from life to business it is it's loyalty it is loyalty it's trustworthiness so I think I'm a typical I see, and I, I will give everyone the benefit of the doubt and trust is there but once it's broken then you know it's time for me to reassess so trust uh, being trustworthy um, and also I think it's valuing relationships as well so uh, friendships business all of that relationships are very very uh, important to me as one of my values and then just empowerment as well so being able to empower other people and myself and I think that's why it transcribes so well into what I'm doing I
1: definitely agree I think you have to practice what you preach in terms of values all the time it's like integrity yeah. it's the, their equivalent you know it's not what you do when people are watching but people aren't watching
0: Absolutely. That's what makes, you know, the real core cool of a person. Yeah.
1: So well, what's actually, what's your sign?
0: It's Pisces, actually. Pisces. You're a Pisces.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm my more... mom and my sister are Pisces.
0: Ah, okay. So you know
1: Pisces well. Yeah, I know Pisces pretty well. And I say out of uh the little, uh, on the more romantic side, personal side, but out of the two serious relationships I've had, one was a Taurus and one was a Pisces. So I'm fond of Pisces, they're cool.
0: Oh yes, we've got the boat. Yeah. Now I think you've obviously got experienced Pisces. You can we can be aside from very creative, and um, we can be very trustworthy and loyal. But I think once you get on the wrong side of a Pisces, I, but,
1: but it's <laughs> a little different.
0: Are you a February Pisces or a March Pisces? March, March the 10th. So bang on in there. March
1: the 10th, I am. Okay. My mom's March 3rd. March <sighs> Pisces are different from uh February. Ah. Yeah, like they they incorporate traits differently. It's, it's very interesting that's all oh, I, I saw know. an article on it and I was you know what that's, that resonated with me okay that <laughs> makes no sense it all my sister is a February pastor.
0: Ah, so the very
1: end of February but still February there's a my mom and my sister don't have the personality at all
0: so you've seen the difference between yeah yeah, yeah. I've got friends that at the end of February yeah we are a bit different I actually agree with that yeah, yeah so that is why we get on so well <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: so going how is it working with when Talked about Mm workmen, but working with women, how does that, what's fulfilling about that? What's different from that?
0: Okay, so one of the main things I've noticed in terms of working with women and as we've created communities as well is the actual sisterhood that can be formed so quickly. So I know it sounds a bit cliche, but there is something really powerful when you have a group of women who are there that are actually supporting each other so we've got a few, we've got our communities we have a whatsapp group and stuff and like when I I don't even have to be at the centre guiding anything just seeing the women supporting each other like you know because they're quite vocal with how they want to support each other um you know uplifting it can be it's such a magical thing to watch and to see and to witness as well and I think I made a post about that this week one of my programs with a group of women just finished and I was just like, wow. The way they were cheering each other on, obviously there's a flip side of that when they don't, but when they do, it is awfully powerful. And that's what I really enjoy, the sisterhood that created. Why actually I like group programmes a lot more... um now moving forward I try and incorporate some sort of community element in what I do because it can be so powerful um, men I found working with them uh, there's less of the emotional side one of the flip sides on terms of working with women what can get in the way is that um, I found a lot of women will get in their head a lot more and that will stop progression so there's always a lot of mindset work to be done as well but it, I think the sisterhood element just is so powerful and it outweighs just one of the main positives for me actually working with women and seeing them when they can see that true potential um, and seen it before they even seen it. And when they do, it's just so powerful. Because I, I'll be the first to say I that
1: there are more resources for men who kind of find their potential and they're pushed into certain leadership roles, right? Which forces you to learn about yourself and explore that side, of the the mindset side of things as compared to women. And I think women have to kind of find their journeys on their own and until until they're able to find a core that wants to work with them and you know i think mentorship is a little bit more accessible for men as well so i could understand why they're more of a um, kind of mindset for uh, women, particularly. particular i yeah. think it all goes back power
0: yeah most definitely and i think sometimes uh because of all the different things that women experience society wise sometimes there's not the confidence as well um to step forth and you know go and seek a mentor till they've done that mindset work and they've worked on themselves but yeah actually they are as good enough to go for what they want or they can step into that industry and it's true what you're saying in terms of at the top there were so many leading male figures I mean it's changing a lot now but when I look at the top people and even some of my industry there's very little that actually you know aside from of females that even look like me or that I could resonate with. So it can, it is hard, it's changing, and I want to be one of the pioneers in that field as well. Definitely. I have seen an
1: increase in that uh, women coaches, especially in like the past, I would say, five years, just kind of ex- exploded. Um, wh- why do you think that occurred?
0: Well, I think it got to the point where aside from women were taking, uh, feeling a lot more empowered, and that's probably because, you know, things change in terms of um, women are having to go out more to go into the workplace so they're having to step up you know to their peers as they should so the confidence issue has um sort of its its decreased. so it's not been so much of a problem but I think that's why women are being able and also network marketing I do think that that has really really helped um change the game as well whether you love it or hate it but a lot of women were able to make serious money through that industry and were able to step up and truly shine as well and then uh, go into other areas perhaps that they want So I do think that's been a contributing factor and how that's risen actually creating and making their own success as well
1: so i want your opinion on this um i i totally agree with everything you just shared Mm um i had a comment on the episode i had with will roundtree he made the statement that he believed like network marketing is could be considered like the equivalent for college for entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. i what do you think about that
0: (laughs) i absolutely agree with that and i think anyone that's thinking about entrepreneurship and they've had no prior experience or um they just want to really understand the world entering network marketing is it can be one of the greatest things simply because you get exposed to that world of entrepreneurship although you know there's the arguments you're not owning your own company etc but you get exposed to a different crowd of people who are You know, all set, focus on their goals. You get exposed to personal development, which is the biggest kick that can, you know, really help in your progression and moving forward. And more than that, as well, then you get the taste of some of the fundamental things it takes to run a business, like being able to have into being able to sell, being able to have relationships with different people. And I do think it it can be the college if you use it. And if you, you know, enter in that world, you've got to be used to um, be quite thick skinned, but you can use it as a college degree, you know, your basis, your college degree. You've got access to resources you know, going to conferences all those things that you probably wouldn't have had and it can help really fast track your entrepreneur journey if you want to use that as a vehicle and then go out to have your own business
1: I think so as well primarily for the reason you shared and also just for the sales aspect yeah. you're learning how to recruit your which is a form of selling. and yeah. you're learning how to sell products to people and, and just build build teams right so, <laughs>
0: absolutely and relationships is the currency for business you need to know how to build relationships no matter what industry you're in and I think a lot of people that have come to me that probably haven't gone through that and not saying everyone should go through that um, avenue but they are afraid they set up their businesses and sales is like a thing that they have got this big uh, red cross around the sales but you need to sell to have a business and network marketing does teach you that um they don't always do it in, in the way i would agree to and you know there's some companies that don't for me teach it in the right way but right to understand how to sell is fundamental to a business and um, if you learn that from the offset you're good to go and you know that making money is actually one of the requirements you're not just having a business for business sake
1: exactly because uh, I, 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 people get lost in that sometimes where you can't get away from sales you, you need it that's would you say sales are the blood of a company
0: Absolutely, sales and marketing, and I think you have to be comfortable with selling because you need that cash flow. And I do work with a lot of specifically as I work with women, a lot of women, and they are scared to sell to sell. And and the thing is, they've got this amazing product, they've got everything else done, and they keep on, you know, do everything to avoid the sales part of it. And that, again, comes down to a lot of mindset stuff. But if you could just take out, uh, and I think all the preconceptions that people have around say, oh, you know, it's sleazy, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But it is the lifeline of the, of the business. You need the income to come in. Otherwise, you look at it, then it's a hobby as opposed to a business.
1: Right. You know, a hobby is something that you pay to do. A business is something that pays. Yeah,
0: exactly. And if you want a hobby, that's absolutely fine. But just don't get the two. Um, <laughs> confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And a lot of people do. So that's yeah. That is a problem I've come across, and I do think if we can all understand that there's nothing wrong with sales, it's absolutely fine. Then move forward a lot quicker.
1: I have a sales background, and I feel like I still had that stigma sometimes. Even when I was on the sales floor, I feel like it helped me held me back in a lot of ways. Where it's like I always wanted to, you know, be helpful by like trying to see if I could do some price instead of holding. And you know, like even in my own business, I felt like you know I felt almost arrogant sticking pricing yeah
0: yeah, and like I, for, yeah go ahead,
1: go ahead. oh no 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 that was,
0: yeah I was just gonna say I think it's down to a lot of us as society it's money blocks we all have money stories and money blocks but we yeah. don't really know where it comes from but yeah it's interesting you say as a sales background you still do that and even myself sometimes they said someone will come and they can't quite you know maybe not have all the money or there's things it goes back to the stories and money work and money beliefs we all have um, right. and I think that is why we've got these things around sales, and they you know, think this conversation is coming up a lot more for people. People understanding we do have money stories, um, and these are affecting. These do come into effect with our business, with our life, etc. And over here, there's actually a massive national campaign by the bank saying people need to have more conversations about money. Money's always been taboo, and it's. Now that's actually getting on the radar of everyone. It's for us to start to understand. And I think once we talk about it more, that's where the sales blocks and things will start to, um, you know, decrease as well.
1: I agree. It's something that I have to work on constant, like uh, via affirmation. You know, I have really negative self-talk. So just trying to correct that.
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I myself, my journey with money, it's been I've had to do so much work. I've done things like from muscle testing to mindset, working with mindset coaches to EFT. I've done so much stuff as I realised I had I've had a lot of blocks over the years with money as well. And I think everyone has it to some degree or some level. And it's just part of I've never really you know it hasn't been the topic of conversation that we talk about around the dinner table. It's always been quite you know don't talk about money. It's quite you know it's it's, it's yeah. it's like it's not to be done but actually it's part and parcel of the it's life it's rude and improper. yeah but yeah exactly you no know, someone of proper value money. so
1: i heard a rumor mm-hmm. that you are coming out the book with your business partner
0: yeah your rumor mill is very very uh true so yes yeah. i have good source. <laughs> you've got amazing sources i so, won't no, i won't tell you build that you know <laughs> to keep that a secret for now um yeah so that's absolutely true both myself and my business partner are co-authoring a book um called from daytime stress to satisfied best and it's about the transition and moving from you know a lot of people are struggling in their jobs nine to five whatever it may be pattern and they're consistently stressed so you'll speak to you know the majority of your friends and they're coming home they constantly doing nothing but moaning about their job their boss what they're doing not feeling you know happy just consistently stressed out and I believe myself personally that everyone does have a gift not necessarily always in entrepreneurship but there's something that we have a gift that will lead us to being our satisfied best once we're able to tap into that and this is about those that um that satisfied best is on the path of entrepreneurship and move whether they do it alongside their nine to five or they fully you know move but it's moving from your your stressed out self to your satisfied best and it's about our journey um, myself and my business partner and you know that journey of doing it alongside your nine to five and being able to um move forward in the practical steps because there's a lot of resources and business stuff out there but for us that specific audience it's much more limited and also just coming at it from a a practical point of view and sharing our story and our journey like we have a chapter talking about the wake-up call when we both realized actually no we had to really do this a lot of people talk about doing things but this when we had our wake-up call that we actually had to put it into action and just hoping the book is going to inspire and give practical tips to the audience as well to those that are on that journey so with the book what's your process like for writing okay so i've taken two writing courses and um for me it's starting it was looking divvying up the chat well thinking about the message one want to um, tell most things how i tackle things is looking at the end and then work reverse engineering that's how i tackle most of my goals what i'm doing the writing process so looking at actually the message and what i want the reading stuff to do at the end. And then it was working backwards, so then, you know, mapping out my chapters, um, putting that into place, then starting, divvied up the chapters between us, what resonates the most. We're looking at it's it's a bit harder actually doing it as a co authored book because once you're doing it yourself, you would have the anatomy. But we've um, been working what we think are the key elements of the um, process. And then um, starting each chapter, looking at the introduction, first conclusion. And because, okay, so what is the message I want to say at the end of this chapter? getting that down and then looking at instruction and then bulking it out that way so for me i generally reverse engineer everything okay
1: Okay. I really like that approach i yeah. think i have somewhat of a similar approach or writing book do you want to consider yourself a writer or did you no you?
0: no okay absolutely so the reason why so grammar wise i can um speak i can get my message across but grammar wise i'm absolutely that is not my forte so consistently my business partner your way
1: stuff yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> for me i have to laugh i literally it's now got to a point i just put things out but before in terms of like my my business part is quite detailed so I always if it's something going up to maybe a corporate or something I send it to her still even now just to double check grammar and things but when it's like say I'm posting on social because my audience know me and I know they resonate it doesn't bother me no more but grammar wise punctuation spellings and it may be because I just want to get things out there but I, that is not my strong point at all.
1: Knowing what you're good at you know can, uh, it what's is. the word I'm looking for can... strengths and weaknesses maybe yeah, yeah. You, can, I know. yeah you can parlay that to someone else though.
0: Exactly, exactly so you know you'll have like a great editor that's going to look for that and I'll tell them you know take extra care of my chat and it's it's perfectly fine that you're good at and I know that's pop- that's not one of my strengths but one of my strengths is being able to articulate my message get that and for me that's more important um, obviously a book it's got to be you know people will pick up and things and you know I've had friends that have written books before and people will send in mistakes but for me as long as I can make a change or I can inspire then that yourself in terms of the writing process so
1: for my you went out for like yes no it's not your fault it's anchor we're gonna hold you responsible anchor We're going to place the, the blame where it belongs. Accountability for Anchor. Yes. That's a hashtag.
0: Because that's probably trending.
1: <laughs> yeah. but. but so my process is, I would say, um, like when we were talking, both kind of sense that there were similarities between our books, like definitely in terms of like purpose. Yeah. Can't wait to read it. It comes out. Yeah, I, uh, well. Well, do you know how many pages you're thinking about it being?
0: Um, I don't know. We uh, It's not going to be awfully long, but we've got like a blueprint framework at the back of this. this. Cool. so I haven't got the idea of the pages yet actually how much
1: so under 300 you're thinking
0: I think yeah it's not going to be a massive massive book because it's more one as well I'm, I'm thinking like the 300 range for mine for some reason
1: I don't know why I have that
0: in my head well, it sounds good actually because sometimes you know everyone's got fast-paced life so 300 is a good number yeah so
1: my process has been just because uh, I actually consider myself a writer <laughs> so um, I plan on so part of the book I'm going to set the foundation for other books that I plan right isn't it right so i'm gonna do a chapter concept that i'm gonna build entire books around oh in the that's the future
0: Famous. Yeah. yeah
1: so, yeah so i have about like the first three like i'm gonna do a book on potential mm-hmm. so that chapter where i kind of cover that and then yeah. do one on um adversity overcoming adverse mm-hmm. and then what's the other one because i i have like six books that i plan on writing oh, that wow. i have ideas for now that are, are in their own right and so <laughs> some sometimes i play with the order a little bit yeah and then i initially had planned to co-op well but i i don't i don't know what's gonna end up happening
0: point. <laughs> Too much to say <laughs> right now. yeah Yeah. So. Sounds like an amazing project and it's good that you can foresee the vision of where it's all going. So I can't wait to read these once they out.
1: And then the um, so like I, th- I think I told you this before, the breakdown book is like the short story component, mm-hmm. but it's going to lo- be a little bit more than a short story. So having characters in different places and their entrepreneurship experiences. Wow. Uh, you know, so there's three main characters for that one. One is more into corporate side of things. One is getting out of prison and mm-hmm. um, oh and starting their own kind of getting back to their own and then the other is a um a woman been like the right hand of businesses and she just has a you know hustler gritted out talent and um you know just a a proven track record for work ethic and just getting things done a closer but she's not necessarily a starter Mm -hmm. you know um like we were kind of discussing earlier Mm -hmm. so and then and they all know each other have a trip and um, just how the process by which they decide that maybe should come together and form a business.
0: Ah, so is this based on real life people or... Uh, that- um
1: i think as a writer i of my life and put them characters yes. um so like the the two main characters well the the two main male characters mm-hmm. uh, both have attributes to me but are completely different characters a
0: different so song.
1: the way i yeah the way i flip like one of them kind of uh like the version of i would say if i like remain in the like corporate trajectory i had going yeah. for myself you know yeah. where yeah. you're you're at the job going okay if not well yeah. but your heart's not really there
0: yeah
1: and yeah and something missing you know yeah. and then the other character me if i uh, had taken uh like a more of the street um crime path that i actually often some yeah. office i don't, I don't want to you know, we'll talk <laughs> about that off camera <laughs> yeah. yeah this is not a confession oh, hot boy <laughs> I'm not a pop boy I just like the show you know but it's
0: coming out now <laughs> yeah
1: it wasn't based on the, like the real American actor. Oh, but um
0: sounds really interesting and the characters I like people they would appeal to and then that they all interlink sounds right. pretty
1: exciting and then the female character she mm. um like running a hair salon mm-hmm. uh, it, but it's not hers you know it's working for somebody else and her kind of aha mom you know she's asked for they're making her do more work but they're they didn't give her more pay they don't want to give yeah. her that promotion they don't want to give her an official title even though everyone else you on board so she's got the skill she's proved herself but she's never right.
0: been quite seen uh, her true potential and her true gifts and she's always giving it away to someone else so. someone else
1: e- even with the the two other characters she's kind of always been their support system and giving it away
0: Yeah, and never been in the position to be the one to shine right that's that really good i'm looking forward to it and I'm so creative with this
1: yeah so um that there's that part of story um and then there's the history aspect of it yeah. Right for the first book i'm going to tackle hip-hop from an on ent- for the black entrepreneur experience yeah. and then go into historical like five maybe 12 that's like my like, 12 and 11 my lucky numbers um historical black and kind of document them and what their contribution that'd
0: for. be so interesting and very useful and especially for people to read and see where it may um fit into what they're doing now sort of the path and like the history aspect as well right
1: and so um you know I'm kind of interested with that and then you know we've already kind of been talking about the music project to correlate with the book oh
0: well, yeah if you're going through as well like the uh, like the hip-hop and that yeah that- yeah, and even feature that so so much you can go. You've got your work cut out for the next. Yeah, it's going to be busy. I have a definitely there's, there's a lot going on.
1: You know, um, there's uh, you know I'm thinking about doing a. Uh, this is breaking news, Charlotte. Just so you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I didn't have a drum roll, but go on. I'll but
1: uh, yeah, so I'm putting together a conference for a Trap Life brand, you No, know, So summer of 2020, the May- should be released by then, the project coming out, just have a, a conference.
0: That would be so cool. Well, I'm hoping I can get to the USA and come to your conference. Isn't it? That okay. would be amazing. So cool. I'd totally send you a
1: ticket. Yeah. have I to come. you I could think. even come as an editor. Oh,
0: be i love it i would come just to support no that like, sounds really good do you keep me updated and stuff as well yeah
1: yes so you heard it here first
0: I, with I, charlotte I, yes. A, I feel honored and privileged so thank you
1: yes because i'm i want you to keep me updated on your book as well i'm very excited for that um, i can't wait to purchase that because you, you guys are just doing the uh self-published route right
0: yeah, yeah so we have got down that so much quicker control yeah so yeah, yeah
1: it should be out hopefully so for anchor glitches on us yeah, we'll probably good. have to get out of yeah. but do you have
0: any other questions
1: i've been asked questions all day
0: um no i just so are you continuing the podcast just back to back throughout all of this now or are you doing it in seasons? just interesting
1: Oh, so, okay. So I'm wrapping up season one, October. That's the goal right now, with 50 episodes, and then maybe a couple of bonus episodes, okay. um, special episodes uh, in between season And then I'm thinking of starting season one up again in March. And that okay. season will be a little shorter, consisting of about 24
0: episodes. Okay, and then hope you should have the book and the comforts and things ready to push right. season two as well. A
1: push, yeah. Season two should lead into all the other projects. Yeah, of
0: course. This is really exciting. All I just say hey, just keep me updated what you're doing it would be great and if there's any way or anything or anything help connect or support in any way let me know
1: yes and then uh did i did i send you
0: over the um you sent me podcast me. people yeah you did not? and i need to get in contact with them i've added um an okay well, yeah. we'll talk off camera about it yeah so it's not a problem thank you
1: thank you yeah so. do that um, I have two last questions for you real quick. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh yeah. I had a, a mental blank. Okay.
0: But blame that on anchor as well. Yes. Uh yeah. 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 We're gonna blame
1: it on anchor. Anchor accountability. <laughs> stress me out with all you know, pause stuff, my flow. Yeah, I like that, Charlie. Thanks for having my back. I got your microwave, it's so good. You're a real mate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mate yes <laughs> you know what we're just gonna and talk more <laughs> off air but uh um, will you come back on the trip life podcast too maybe you and oh your partner my gosh
0: absolutely yes you don't have to ask me twice i'd love to i've had such a fun conversation today so it's been great
1: definitely love having you on and oh this is the question i was going to ask what three books or um three books podcasts that you're reading right now
0: okay uh, listening right yeah. now. So for, oh, that i'm listening to right now so at the moment i'm listening to um the story brand by Donald Miller which is, okay. it's really fascinating it's looking at the um, way in which companies and that should be really branding themselves like following through the Hollywood's uh, screenplay method like you know having understanding who the hero is of a company and that's usually a customer and um, how Hollywood screenplays would about having a villain understanding who your customer's villains are and just really using that method so it's very very powerful really enjoying that at the moment and um, that's a brand story. I had just finished listening to um joe dispenser i believe and that was about oh my gosh i forgot i did a post about it um yeah i saw that post um like self or something like that yeah like lose yourself and become basically yeah yeah, um, i forgot the full title sorry for butchering that but it's it is a great book and it's reading that the psychology of how you know for us to be our potential we need to like unlearn everything and right Um, that as well and there's a lot of like uh, psychological stuff and that sometimes find it quite fascinating looking at how science interlinks with you know the process and the human brain and our behavior so that's really enjoyed that as well and what I'm trying to think about the book I listened to before that oh the earth is higher in which is quite cool um, name and that's just basically about uh you know your your best potential it's got different elements of b- being your best version of yourself and then looking at um uh how you can also look after the world as you're serving like practical things like looking at recycling and things like that as well just playing your part um so that's quite a nice concept that as well and in terms of podcasts been listening to I like Ed uh Milet he's quite I don't know if you've ever listened to him but he's in the entrepreneurial space and he's quite cool I like the way he interviews a lot of guess yeah, similar to like lewis house or- i feel like i keep hearing that name
1: but i don't know if i've checked out an episode yet
0: He he's really good he's got a lot of stuff on youtube and instant podcast so i quite okay. like him he's good as well um rob moore he's an english uh entrepreneur i've been listening to him a lot he's really great um and who else is i tap into a lot of di- oh Russell bunsen marketing secrets as i said i'm geeking out on marketing at the moment mm-hmm. of Russell bunsen so yeah
1: at the moment. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, I'll have more questions next time. Come on. I'm I already be... paid,
0: but I can... I'm going to go binge Top Boys so that we'll talk about it. Oh, definitely. Once you've watched it, please, and I'm going to watch, I think maybe i got one more episode or something, and then we can have a catch up.
1: Yes, definitely. Oh, good. Well, cheers, Charlie.
0: <laughs> you, cheers.
1: Man. It's not back yet. I still can't do it. My, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to have to voice messages. <laughs> yeah. To help me crack my accent. British Cockney accent, please. Yeah, I'm a South (laughs) London. That's it. I'm the honor. I'm
0: Drake's dad. (laughs) Drake, the honorary Brit. Yes.
1: Well, we wish you peace, prosperity on your journey from the Trep Life podcast.
0: I've absolutely loved being here. Thank you for having me on and being an amazing host as well.
1: And all the work you're doing. We will see you on the next episode. Trep Stars.
0: Welcome to the TREP Life podcast. We will dive into the immersive worlds of entrepreneurship, empowerment, and empathy with an emphasis of hip hop culture. All of these concepts will be dissected and connected via a historic lens. Prepare for an engaging transformation. Just a friendly reminder, if you experience value and insight from Trap Life, support the movement by liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. You are instrumental in our impact and influence on the world. Here at Treplife, Life, we wish you peace and vision on your journey. Trep Life Equations E to the third H squared equals Trep Life. Entrepreneurship plus empowerment plus empathy, history plus hip hop.
1: Hey, this is Christina Fernandez. I'm the co founder of Artist Replete, and here's our story that I am sharing on the Trep Life podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter at artistreplete.com. We hope you enjoy our story. And remember, some traditions were made to be broken.
0: Hey, this is Charlotte Barrett, and here's my story I'm sharing on the TREP Live podcast. Let's stay connected and make sure that you follow me over on social media by either typing in Charlotte Barrett or One Less Dress Connect. I hope my experiences inspire you. And remember, guys, dreams over doubt, focus over frustration. I am a speaker. I am an author. I am a mumpreneur and I practice empowerment. Peace and purpose on your journey, guys.